God, today we declare that we love you. And God, we believe that Jesus died for us, for liberty and freedom. And we believe that you want us to walk under an open heaven in glorious, great victory. So God, we believe that you're going to set us free. We believe the word of God will not return void, but it will accomplish that which you set it out to do. So God, let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Let it be so in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Come on, church, give him a shout as you sit down. Welcome, Promisers, all of our campuses. Man, it's so great to have you. Picked a great weekend to worship. We just missed the blizzard of 2016, so we're excited about that. Come on. It's also spring break, so we've got a couple thousand Promisers uh, hopefully having a great time somewhere. Uh, it's great to see I see my buddy Scott Cagle back there from North Star. Welcome, Scott. Man, we love you, Scott. Pastor, friend of mine. And uh, so it's great. God is at work, and we love you guys. This weekend, by the way, we open up our second God Behind Bars campus at Morgan County Correctional. So, man, let's just pray right now. God, as that service launches tonight, we pray that that place will be packed. God, we've invited 900 inmates. And God, we pray that you will meet them at the door, that you will move in the worship, and that the word of God that's preached will transform, will save, and God, that whole prison will be transformed. And God, let it spread throughout the system. Open doors, God, for more campuses and prisons. God, you said to go visit those who are in prison, and as we obey your word, God, let your word flow in power. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said Amen. Now, we're in the middle of a series called March Madness. If you missed last weekend, man, I say this a lot, but please go get the message. It's free in our resource center, free CDs, free DVDs. You can go on our app. You can go on our website. But in, the, in that message, we built a theological framework for this series. And so you've got to get it. It is incredible. By the way, we started something in, we're doing for the series, and that is... Uh, we are we're people who go on social media in this series, hashtag Epi March Madness, hashtag Dunton Debt, talk about what God said to you, and put that each week we're picking a winner, and because we're talking about money and getting out of debt and getting free, we're going to give up to $500 uh, each week to, to the winner, all of our campuses this past week. It was Becca. She's one of our internet volunteers. This is what she said. I love this. She said, I love it when at Dr. Chris Stevens preaches on money. Watch the 7 p.m. service tonight on iCampus. The timing is almost unbelievable. A month ago, my mother-in-law moved in with our family because she had a stroke. Our house is 1,000 square feet. Tiny house, but full of love. Friday, the transmission went out in our used car that we're still paying for. It will not go in reverse. It's an epidemic. <laughs> if you were here last week, and you get that? We won't get free from worries or troubles, but knowing it isn't hopeless is a comfort. The last 48 hours, I've been considering taking uh, on some more debt to get a bit of breathing room or thinking maybe of buying a bigger house, but the thought just made me dizzy. After today's message, nope. Who wants to go backwards anyway? Hashtag FP Dunk Debt. Hashtag FP March Madness. Is that amazing? So, man, we'll help her get that car fixed. Now, I believe that God is going to set thousands in this month, thousands of promisers free. 
thousands from eliminating financial foes. But the deal is you've got to know the truth. And Jesus said in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And so we've got to get it. Jesus died on the cross that we can walk on an open heaven, that we can have freedom and victory. That's not just so we can go to heaven when we die. That's about walking in freedom in every area, and that's financial. And let's be real. Do we have some people this weekend in financial bondage? Come on, somebody. And so what we got, okay, you're lying, but that's all right. So here's the deal. What we have to understand that cash does not equal contentment. Never has Never will. More will not make you happy. More makes you want more. It just does. It makes you want more. This world is full of empty promises. This world is set up to draw you away from God, not to God. This world is glitz and glitter, but everything that glitter, glitters is not gold. So cash does not equal contentment. Let me give you our, just review our thesis verses for this series. Paul said, not that I speak from what? When you think of all your communication, how much of your communication comes from want? See, the first word, if you have kids, they learn is no. And the fourth word is won't. Fifth word is gimme. Sixth word is mine. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Paul said, not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be what? In whatever circumstances I am. Now, when the apostle penned this passage, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he was in a dungeon awaiting potential execution at any day. Now, I know some of you are on some difficult circumstances financially. It could be health and merrily. I know we're facing stuff, but do you think any promiser will have their head cut off tomorrow? Okay, so he's in a worse shape than us. And he said, I've learned to be content in whatever circumstance I'm in. Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 21 and 24, said, For where your treasure is, there your will be also. And because so many of us treasure, our treasure is our money, so our heart is in our checking account. It's in our investment portfolio. It's in our retirement plan. Verse 24, Jesus said, You cannot serve how many masters? For you will hate one, love the other, you will be devoted to one, and you'll despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You can't serve. When you bow to one, you've turned your back on the other. You've got to make a choice before you get on the hard court. You've got to pick a team. Before March Madness, you've got to pick a team. Now, what we know is, come on, many have failed here this weekend financially. Is that, is that, would that be right? And because we have, let me tell you what happened. We missed the ball. Now we're afraid to take another shot. Come on, palming it. And say, hey, this is a real ball, too. It's not junior. It's not a, come on, it's a real. I can't shoot it, but I can hold it and look good. And so here's the deal. Man, so many people have shot and missed. Now they're afraid to take a shot. But if there is no hope in the future, there's no power in the present. And many of us have no power today to get ourselves right financially because we have no hope in the future. There, well, it's not ever going to get better, so we quit trying. Now, here's the deal. In basketball, one of the most important stats in basketball is rebounding. Why does rebounding matter? Because that means somebody missed the shot and you get to take another one. A rebound is a chance to take another shot. And so we want to rebound financially. That means we've got to take another shot. So we want to hit the backboards in the book and make a plan. Are you with me? 
See, rebounding on our finances means I've got to have a new game plan. I've got to get ready. So last weekend was our opening game of the season of the championship, and we talked about the secret of eliminating our financial foes through and by lasting what? that we realize that 10,000 more square feet, 100 more horsepower, or a Gucci watch, or matching shoes, or a purse is not going to make us content. Are you with me? It just never has, and it never will. So we're going to eliminate financial foes, and we're, gonna, we're talking about the process. But if we don't get this right, if we don't get contentment comes from Christ and not from the world, we will always live in financial bondage because we'll think if we just get a little more, we'll finally be happy. Now, this series is what I call a timeout. In, a, in the game of basketball, if you're losing, if you're getting creamed, you take the shot, you miss it, they run score, they steal the ball, the score, they come down, they steal the ball, the score. Before long, the coach calls a timeout because he's got to stop the momentum. And if we were honest, a lot of us this weekend got some bad momentum financially. Is that right? So what we want to do on this series, and we'll say it again, we want to cash in on contentment. Now, the Apostle Paul said it was a secret, and I believe that. He said, I've learned the secret of being content. And with most American Christians, are they content? No. So I truly believe that it's a secret. But Paul learned the secret. A, Paul didn't have to survive. They said, we're going to cut your head off. Good. Threaten me with heaven. We'll put you in the dungeon. Good. I got three guards I didn't witness to last time. We'll, we'll keep you in prison. Praise God. I'll write another letter. We'll set you free. Hallelujah. For me to live is Christ and I's gain. For me to live means fruitful labor. See, the world held no sway on the Apostle Paul. But for us in the 21st century Christ followers, the world's got way too much sway and way too much say. Would y'all agree with that? And so we're looking for our contentment in the world and stuff when it's never happened. So it's a secret. We got to learn it. Because where we're happening, we got a lot of primetime promisers, players, who are behind in the game financially. Is that right? So we got to take this time out. We've got to change momentum. You want to change momentum? Change masters. Quit serving money and start serving God to let money be your slave. So what we've got to do is we've got to hit the glass of our past and grab a new start. We got to get the rebound and say, hey, I messed up. I got too much debt. I never thought about when I was in college, I'd graduate with $90,000 worth of debt. I never dreamed that I could get this deep. Hey, I got you. Listen, I got you. No shame, no guilt. The devil uses that. The devil tempts you and then makes you be ashamed of what you did. Isn't that crazy? But what we want to do is we want to grab the glass of our past and we want to get a brand new start. So let's, let's take just a little deeper look at Philippians 4. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly. Where is he? Dungeon. I rejoice greatly in the Lord. That now at last you've revived your concern for me. He said, Philippians, you guys, man, you, you, you're, you're bringing about some care. That's awesome. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked what? Remember that word. We're going to come back there. You lacked opportunity. Not that I speak from want. See, guys, listen, I'm not talking to you about my want, for I've learned to be content in whatever circumstance I am. I know how to get along with humble means. Let me, let me, let me give you some East Tennessee. I know how to be Paul. Anybody ever been Paul? Come on. 
Man, Paul's not bad. It's just, it's just inconvenient. I know how to be Paul, and I know how to have prosperity. Now, if you give me a choice, I'd rather have money than not. Are y'all with me? But he said, hey, I've, I've got it. In any and every circumstance, even in the dungeon, whether they were stoning me at Lystra, whether I was shipwrecked in the deep, whether I was being flogged, wherever I was, I've learned the, circum- I've learned the secret. There it is, the secret of being filled and going hungry, of having abundance and suffering need. He said, because can I tell you something? I can do some things in Christ. Huh? No, I can do part of the things in Christ. Y'all don't believe that it's all, do you? Then see, if it's all, you can get out of financial bondage. You can walk in freedom. You can get out of debt. Man, you can walk in liberty. Come on, get you some of that. Is anybody with me in the house? Then get on some of that. When you're drowning in debt and you have a spirit of poverty, you know what poverty does? Poverty robs you of opportunities. And here's the deal, man. When you grow up in poverty, there's a spirit of that, and you can never get enough. Because you grew up in that spirit of poverty. We're in the poorest region in America. And because we're in that region, we have a spirit of poverty. And can I tell you what? Poverty will keep you in poverty. It's a cycle. Are you with me? Kyle Wall and I had, had lunch with uh, the, the, uh, the president, the, the principal of MOU's charter school downtown inner city Knoxville. And we gave some money, and, and, and TK, her son, plays for UT. Y'all remember that? We did an interview with him. And we were talking to her, and I began, they got only like 120 out of like four or 500 applicants. And I asked her, I said, hey, tell me about the kids that go to this charter school. What do their friends do? She said, oh, their friends are merciless. They have to wear uniforms here. Their friends all make fun of them. They have to do homework here. And we are a college prep school, and all their friends bash them all the time. See, losers want to keep you losing. Are y'all with me? When you grow up in poverty, it wants to keep you poor. When you, man, when you grow up with, without an education, it wants to keep you uneducated. It's a satanic cycle that will suck you down and keep you. But Jesus died to set you free in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. And it's for freedom that Christ set us free. So what do we need to do? We've got to start rebounding and resetting our finances, which redeems lost opportunities. And we got an Israel trip. I'm leaving for Israel tomorrow, taking 40 of our folks with us. By the way, I'm going to record about six or seven sermons. The two sermons leading up to Easter, I'm going to do a series this June on revival. Oh, I'm fired up. I'm going to record one of those sermons on a boat on the Sea of Galilee. We're going to record one of those sermons at the Dead Sea. We're going to record one of those sermons at the Upper Room. We're going to record one of those, man, we, we've got places, and man, we're, we're going to record one of those messages where David killed Goliath and how you can kill your giants. I can't stink it wait. It's going to be awesome. But here's the deal. Some of y'all want to go to Israel, but you can't go. Why? You got the money. You got the money. Financial freedom. Listen, when you, get, when you have financial freedom, now opportunities come your way. So let's look at what God says. First Timothy chapter 6. Do we believe the Bible? How much of it? How much of it? Okay, we don't either. Watch this. If we have food and covering, clothes, with these we shall be what? Anybody here content with food and clothes? No. You want a car? Bigger house? Come on. More clothes? I love it when Shell says, honey, I don't have anything to wear. I want to grab everything in her closets. <laughs> Z- did y'all get that? Zits, closets. 
I want to take them off from the yard. Say, no, honey, now you have nothing to wear. Come on. See, with food and clothing, we'll be content, are we? Come on, church. No, we're not. But those who want to get what? Everybody in America wants to be what? It's the lifestyles of the rich and famous. We love to watch the Kardashians. Why? What do you get from watching whacked people on TV? Cut it off and look at some people you live with. Come on, we don't need to watch. I mean, we, want, we are just in love with people with money. We want to get rich. But what does God say? Man, those who want to get rich fall into what? And a snare and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into what? Ruin and destruction. Many of us are in financial bondage because we wanted to be rich. For the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. You don't love money. You love God. God is, your sl- God is the one that you serve, and money is your slave. Does that make sense? It's just, your, it's just dirty green paper. And some, by longing for money, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many what? But flee from these things, O man of God, and pursue righteousness and godliness, faith and love and perseverance. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of that which is eternal. Does that make sense? Is anybody getting this? Come on, gang, man. This is a theme throughout the Word of God. So let me give you, let's get real practical. Are you ready? First two weeks practical, second two weeks spiritual. You can't have one without the other. You can't say, well, I tithe, so God's got to bless me financially. Not if you overspend every week. But you say, well, I've got a great budget, but I'm not tithing. I'm not generous. Come on, how can God bless you when you're a thief? Is anybody with me? Come on, so we're going to talk about the spiritual, and we're going to talk about the natural. So number one, are you ready for your list? I am. Make a buzzer beater budget. Get a budget. You say, I don't have one. Go to the book I wrote for you, page 338 through 343. There's a budget. Go online, you can get a budget. Man, just get it. Man, get slow your spending, build a budget. You say, Pastor, I don't have enough money to build a budget. The reason you don't have any money is because you don't have a budget. See, the budget makes the financial decisions of what you'll spend. Hey, let's go out to dinner this week. Great, come on. We have the money? Well, I don't know. We're going to dinner. Visa, baby, charge it. Are y'all with me? Make a budget. You say, I tried before and failed. Rebound. Rebound. Reset your finances to get in line for God's favor. Make a budget. Listen, if you haven't been through financial peace, take the communication card in front of you right now. Sign up. I'm not sure when the, when the start date. Put your email, your phone number, and we'll let you know. Anybody here been through financial peace? Come on, let me see it. Did it help? Did it help? We paid hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt the last round of financial peace. Just during the class, just during the during the season that we did it in. Come on, man, get a buzzer beater budget. You want to win the game, you want to win the championship. You gotta have a plan. Yeah, man, if you if you fail a plan, you plan to fail. Number two, are you ready? Make a bank shot. Save a little money. Get an emergency fund. You say, why? Because the next time the transmission goes out, or the kids gotta have braces, or the AC goes out at your house, you can use cash and you don't live by credit cards. Living on credit cards is absolutely destroying America. Would y'all agree with that? The average household, America, the average household, American household, twenty-five thousand in credit card debt, and more than that on, on school loans. School loans now have exceeded have exceeded credit card debt for the first time in the history of America. So, man, get it, get it, get it emergency. Save some money. How? Have a garage sale. 
eBay, it's a worldwide garage sale. Sell something. Remember all that stuff you bought? You never, some of you bought stuff you hadn't taken out of the box yet. How does he know? <laughs> oh, he knows. He's got some unopened boxes at his house too. So now, you see, I'm not sure. Go back to March 15, 2015. The series was The Walking Debt. It was a series on getting out of debt. Listen, I'm trying to shepherd you and help you. Amen? Come on, if you, man, if you'll do it. And so Matt Grimes, I didn't preach that message. Matt Grimes preached it. One of the best messages I've ever heard on finances. Now, Matt Grimes grew up in L.A., lower Alabama. And Matt grew up in a deep spirit of poverty. And so Matt goes out, goes to college, and masses school debt, and masses credit card debt. See, he grew up in a cycle of poverty, never learning how to handle money, and he was crashing and burning until God intervened in his life. Some people helped him. He, got, he started building a process, and now he is in great financial freedom. He can do whatever he wants. He's the campus pastor at our Blount County campus, and so go back and watch it. It will help you sign up for for, for uh, financial peace, get a budget, get some help. Am I talking to anybody? Am I helping anybody? Somebody, come on. It's, now, what do you need to do? You got to make a play. Make a play. James 1.22 says this, but prove yourselves to be doers of the word and not merely who delude themselves. Let me give you an absolute ginormous demonic deception and delusion that has devastated the church in America. And that is this. All you've got to do is hear the Word of God. You don't have to do it. If you just learn more of the Bible, give me some more Greek, give me some more Hebrew, help me fill in the blanks, Pastor. I just want to, I just got to learn, man. I, I want to learn the Word of God. Listen, when you learn it and you don't do it, you've deluded yourself. And the American church, and I would say faith promise to us, we are educated biblically beyond the level of our obedience. Now, let me ask, how many at Faith Promise know that you're supposed to tithe? Would y'all say everybody? And over 80% don't. But I guess you're in a sort of different category. See, God's not, God didn't hold the same standard for you because you've got a special exemption. Though you know what? You're a hearer and not a doer, and you've deluded yourself. How many of us should be soul winners? Should everybody be here? Do we all know we're supposed to be sharing our faith and inviting people to church? And yet, get, how many people do it? If everybody did it, every campus, every service would be packed, full, and overflowing. Well, that's other people's job. See, we're, we're, hey, listen, we're educated beyond the level of our obedience. The same way financially. God has called you to be a playmaker. James 1.22, don't be a hearer of the word. Be a doer of the word of God. Are y'all with me? Informational application is heresy. And so we've got, we've got a role. Does that make sense? So let me show you a video we've showed every year. We created this, probably Micah created this three or four years ago, because this is going to give you some hope and some help. Check this out. When I was a kid growing up, I used to love being out in the snow, playing in it, having snowball fights, building snowmen, whatever. Now, as any kid can tell you, there are two ways to build a snowman. You can grab handfuls of snow, build him from the ground up like a nincompoop, or you can roll a small snowball around the yard, and before you know it, Voila, snow torso, then lather, rinse, repeat, and add two sticks and a carrot. Dave Ramsey's philosophy of the debt snowball works on the same principle. You can try to eliminate your debt handfuls at a time, 
or you can allow your debt payments to snowball and you can beat your debt down like that pleated high water wearing clarinet player after gym class. Here's how it works. Step one is to find $200 in your budget that isn't designated for anything. How will you find $200? That's entirely up to you. Sell something, sell anything you don't need, like your weightlifting set or your monogram Paula Deen diabetes baking kit. Maybe you need to eliminate your cable TV, dining out, or your 450 a day morning dose of price gouging, disappointingly tasteless caffeine. Now that you have that, your next step is to list all your debts in increasing order of how much you owe. In this example, we have 450 owed to Lowe's for the new grill that you just had to have. 650 for Target for your shoes, your belt, and your purse, the essential matching set, and your flat screen TV. Then there's a 1600 you owe to your parents for that time your transmission went out on your sweet vintage 98 Accord, and so on. Make a list of all the debts you have, lowest to highest. The next step is where the snowball starts. We're going to pay the minimum payment on all the debts for now, except the one with the smallest balance. For the Lowe's card, we'll pay the minimum payment of $50 plus the $200 that we found. So guess what? After two months of paying $250, your Lowe's debt is gone. Next, we'll take that $250 you were paying Lowe's and snowball into the minimum payment of your Target card. So now we are paying $280 a month and after a couple more months, just like magic, your Target card is paid off. You continue this process each time snowballing your old payments into your new payments like Buddy the Elf. And for long, all your debts are gone. Now, an important thing to note is that during this process, you have to keep the snowball rolling for it to work. So no matter how much you love that new Urban Outfitters overpriced dress or the toolbox or the new TV you had to have to replace the old one that you smashed after stupid Moscow missed that stupid layup at the end of that stupid game, how did the Lakers suck so bad this year? You have to wait. The debt snowball is the fastest, most effective way to tackle a lot of debt and pay it off quickly. Using the examples we had, if you were to pay the minimum balance on all the loans you had, it would take you 120 months before the debt was paid. That is 10 years. 10 years of playing Jean Valjean to the bank's inspector Javert. But if you use the debt snowball, you can have all these debts paid off in just 21 months. That's less than two years. That's 99 more months of freedom. And additionally, if you take that $1,100 that you were snowballing and invest it at 8% interest for those 99 months, you'd have $153,000. So let's do this like Pastor used to do. Take the debt, roll it up, and smoke it. He needs to be fired. There's no question about that. If my granddaughter wasn't coming, I'd fire him. So <clears throat> let's get back to the Word of God. He, now, can we all do that right there? Is that doable? Come on, that's four of us. Is that doable? Come on, we can do that, church. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Make sure, man, make totally sure that your character is free from the love of what? Being content with what you have, for he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. Christ creates contentment, not cash. 
Having more money doesn't make you more content. Hey, if you had a million dollars in the stock market right now, you, you wouldn't be thrilled about it. You'd be worried the stock market was going to go south. The people I've talked that they got rich, they spent all their life worried about getting rich. They got rich, and then they spent the rest of their life worried they were going to lose it. Why? Because money had them. They did not have money. Let me tell you about God. God's not a fair weather fan. I got a lot of basketball friends. And you know what they do? They pick a team, but if that team looks like it's going to lose, they switch teams. You ever seen that? Chintzy, isn't it? Come on, just terrible. And so God is not a fair weather friend. So what I want to challenge you to do is ask God to help you with the process and the plan and getting your life free and eliminate financial foes. You say, but pastor, God can't help me because I got myself into this. I got this school loan. I blew it. God's not going to help me. See, you're that person that believes this verse that's not in the Bible. God helps those that help themselves. That's not in the Bible. What is in the Bible is I help people that don't deserve it. What is in the Bible is I give grace upon grace and love upon love. My grace is never ending and my love is unfailing. Here's the deal. whether you Listen, quit living in shame and guilt because of your debt and start living under an open heaven and ask God because God loves to bless his kids, doesn't he? You love to bless your children? Come on, we love to help our kids. God loves, so just go ahead and ask him. So it's time to rebound and reset your finances by making a plan. Get the plan, get it down, get a budget, get in a class, get somebody. You say, but wait a minute, Pastor, you don't understand, I've already lost the game. No, you haven't. You lost some games. You missed some shots. And you know what? Again, one of the number one stats in basketball is rebounding. Why? It's another shot. You ever seen them when they play basketball, when they're getting ready for a rebound, what do they do to the other team? They block out. They're boxing them out. You know what you need to box out? You need to box out your overspending. Come on, box out credit cards. Come on, man, get it. Box out shopping for stuff you don't need to impress people you don't like. <laughs> some, come on, box them out. And listen, review some game film. Every good coach watches the game, even if they win, they watch every second. Then they call the team in, and they watch every second of the game to show what they've done wrong or how they can improve. Michelle and I, we do CrossFit, uh, and, and, and so there's a CrossFit open, and Michelle has trouble with squats. Well, this last week, the, 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 ch the open deal was about doing a snatch squat. It sounds like Sasquatch. It's horrible. It's from hell, and I'm watching Michelle who literally lays down, think about it. I'm not going to tell you how old she is, but she's, she's young. But she, it's grabbing a weight on the bar and yanking it over your head and standing up. So Micah films her, videos her. And she watched, she said, I didn't realize I was doing it wrong. See, game film shows where you're doing it wrong. Does that make sense? That's what it, so what I'm going to challenge you to do, review the past financial game film. Where have you screwed up? Where do you keep messing up? What, what, what are the things that are, that are driving you into the ground financially? Get some help. Listen, get some, listen, don't go to somebody broke to help you financially. Go somebody's got some cash. Broke people can't help you. If you need marriage counseling, don't go to somebody who's been divorced eight times. They can't help you. Are you? It's amazing to me. People go to stupid people for advice. Don't ask stupid people for help. 
Does that make sense? You say, you're so mean. I'm trying to help you. What's the deal? Man, get some, get, watch the plan. Can I tell you, here's the deal. The decisions that you make today financially will create your financial destiny. Hey, in five years, you'll have to be debt-free. Anybody? Come on. Then make the right decisions today that you get your financial life in order. Man, put some things, say no to some things now so that you can say yes to some things in the future. But see, when you have financial freedom, it makes money your slave. You just get the man, you can go do what? You can go to mischief, you can do all kind of stuff. Jesus died for your freedom, and financial freedom's a part of it. Now, again, remember this weekend, hashtag FP March Madness, hashtag Dunk Debt. We're going to give another $500 away next week. So, man, get on social media, talk about what God is doing, what God said to you, what campus you're at this weekend. We're going to do that next week. Now, let me, let me wrap it up with this. Some of you say, I don't know how to ask God for help. I know because you're not related to him. you got to be in the family to get help from the Father because the Father helps those that are his. And so I want to give you an opportunity to meet God. Just give you a simple confessional prayer. We're walking this way. I'm going to repent, which means I'm going to turn and I'm going to start walking with Jesus. If you're ready to have your sins forgiven, if you're ready to begin a relationship with every head bowed, every eye closed, come on, pray this with me. Say, dear Jesus, I'm on the wrong team. I've sinned and I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Come into my heart. I confess you as my Lord. I will live for you. I'll be content in you. Help me walk in freedom the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Now, I want to show you a video, and then when this video is over, campus pastors, you guys take it over live. Next weekend, I'll be in Israel again shooting some unbelievable sermons and having a great time. But next weekend, my, I've adopted Coach Mullins as my dad. I told his, his son, who's a little younger than me, I said, listen, I don't mind being the second son. You're the first. I'm going to be the second. And you'll find out next week why I adopted him. A football coach, and every halftime needs a, needs a pep talk from the coach. It'll be halfway in the middle of the series. And coach is going to come. He, he was at 40, start, planted a church in West Palm Beach, runs almost 30,000 today. Unbelievable man of God. I love coach. I travel with coach. I was with him this week. He and John Maxwell working on some evangelism strategy. Watch this video. When this is over, campus pastors, you guys got it that we've got to stand out because we're what brings the very flavor of life to this world. No matter how much you've messed up, it has not disqualified you from being used of God. We are the ones who have the light that bring the truth and revelation that people are longing for to know. People are struggling with their sense of identity and that lost sense of identity, and all they are in is in survival mode. They don't even know what it means to live life and enjoy life. Come on, it's going to be off the chart next weekend. You don't want to miss it. Hey, if you just gave your heart to Jesus, if you'll pull the communication card and fill that out, put in the offering box, or go to Next Steps. If you need a group, ready to sign up for our Next Steps experience, you'll do that. Also, if you want to be a part of Financial Peace, just put it on the communication card, give us your email, give us your cell number, and we'll let you know. Has it been good to be in the house of God this weekend? Hey, can, you, can we get victory over money? Can God bless us? Come on, walk in this week. We love you.